0: What's up, guys? JP back at you once again. Welcome to Volume 6 of Mini Shots. This is sort of a hodgepodge mix-match of different reviews and other sort of segments that we create when we are not doing the full-length 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. Those of you who are part of the Facebook page know that I am going through a lot of difficult things in my life, which makes me very regretful to say... That I can no longer record the podcast at this time, but I can still put together quality content in the terms of mini shots, which are easier to put together not in terms of editing they're actually harder in terms of editing but in terms of recording I don't have to be available for hours at a time I can do 10 minute segments 5 minute segments 3 minute segments uh, moods can send me segments Jeremy can send me segments other people uh, that are involved in the show such as Dave and Brandon I can get together and record something for an hour that doesn't take much preparation as much as a full 22 shots of moods and horror podcast does so for the time being this is probably what you'll see from time to time i will put together many shots hopefully we can have fun with it hopefully we don't lose too many listeners and then hopefully you guys can just enjoy it and give us feedback and hopefully stick around until we do eventually come back which we will let's just face it we'll be back i'll be back strong eventually just at this time in my life i have way too much going on to focus on a podcast of the magnitude of the 22 shots of Moods and horror but i want to thank jason lloyd for hosting our show and sticking with us through this downtime i want to thank moods for sticking with me and always checking in making sure that I'm okay and asking if he can do anything for me Jeremy as well really good friend always always checking in Uh, Brandon and Dave and Rob from Georgia helped me out with some of the tech stuff that I'm trying to do on the website and every single person who uh, said how much they missed the show and how bummed that they were that it's not going to be back in a weekly format right now i mean the list goes on and on and on for all the people who support us and and i really really do appreciate it uh, i made a lot of friends through this uh, kyle is, is another really good friend of mine the horror file he's been on the show a few times matt Cantor, derek zach uh you know i'm just gonna stop listing names because i'll end up leaving somebody off and i'll feel bad but you guys know who you are and I truly, truly appreciate the love and support and the friends that I've made while doing this. And it honestly inspires me to keep doing it because I love doing it. This is fun as fuck for me and I will never stop doing it. I just have to stop temporarily uh, in the way that I used to record and only be able to do sort of um this way now. Uh, but... We will be back strong, and I hope you guys enjoy what we have for you. Uh, in this episode, we have a few different things, some reviews and stuff. I, I threw this one together really quickly, so I didn't get to do all the fun stuff that I normally do, but in future episodes, I hope to continue on and do uh, more of the, the little skits and, and, and things like that. Uh, hopefully, I can get some more participation from some of the listeners, even. Some of uh, uh, the regular collaborators. I want to bring back the Critique the Critics segment that was in the previous version of mini shots uh that was a lot of fun brandon and moods joined me for that hopefully we can get that going again trivia night volume three and a future mini shots and all of that good stuff it will be coming your way in
1: the form of mini shots hi my name's 22 shot tom and i'm the 22 shots of moods and horrors number one fan if you're like me and you can't get enough of these guys head on over to facebook.com Type in the search bar 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. Let Facebook do the rest. You'll find their group. It's a cool time. There's lots of cool, interesting horror fans there with plenty of interesting opinions and conversations. I've been kicked out a few times, but I'll find my way back. You can also follow them on Twitter at 22 shots podcast. So be sure to stalk them on... Oops, I mean follow them on Twitter. There's also the website, www22 22 shots of moods and horror where you can find DVD and blu-ray announcements reviews news and plenty more want to send love notes that's fine 22 shots of moods and horror at gmail.com the phone sex line is seven two four four two six 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 five so that was Tom
0: and uh hmm you know what I haven't heard from that guy in a very long time I uh, wonder what he's doing or what he's up to anyway uh what's up next is a review of a film that i watched courtesy of vci entertainment it is children shouldn't play with dead things and this is my first time watching the film hope you enjoy the review i also break down what's on the disc children shouldn't play with dead things coming to us courtesy of vci entertainment Uh, The folks over at VCI was kind enough to send me over a press copy of Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, making its U.S. Blu-ray debut. VCI is an interesting company. They don't really release a whole lot. They're kind of a quiet company. I do own a few of their releases, such as Dark Knight of the Scarecrow and The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which both I really much enjoy and was super stoked uh, back in the day, a while ago now, that VCI released... Dark Knight of the Scarecrow because it's a film that many people wanted for a long time. I remember seeing it growing up on TV, and uh, it just did not have a release. VCI put it out, and like I said, they're kind of a quiet company, but every once in a while, they put out something that everybody kind of wants, uh, much like dark Knight of the scarecrow i think it is also the case with this blu-ray release of children shouldn't play with dead things like i said from the year 1972 written and directed by bob clark along with uh, alan ormsby who did the screenplay Bob Clark went as Benjamin Clark in this 1972 film. This was sort of his uh, first uh, go at uh, filmmaking. At least this was his most successful go early on. He did direct two other films before this. Uh, Of course, he is most known for Porky's and A Christmas Story in the Horror World, Death Dream, and of course the classic 1974 Black Christmas, one of the best holiday horror films ever made and the best christmas horror film ever made children shouldn't play with dead things follows a theater group of mid to late 20 year olds led by their flamboyant obnoxious leader director who takes them out to a island in which it seems only purpose is to be a graveyard the theater leader decides to prank his group when they begin digging up corpses and Shortly after that, and I use shortly very loosely, they did decide to do a seance or some kind of chant in which it actually brings the dead back to life and they must survive until morning, or do what they can to survive until morning. I gotta be honest, this film takes a while to get going. We spend a lot of time with annoying, obnoxious characters, which, granted, they are supposed to be annoying and obnoxious but it just goes on too long. However, once the film does finally get going, and I'm talking about an hour or so into the film, then it is a decent zombie film, much in the style of the film that it was obviously very influenced of. That is, of course, George A. Romero's 1968 classic, Night of the Living Dead, the film to kickstart the zombie genre. These zombies in this film are very similar. They're more like sort of how they were in Night of the Living Dead versus something like the zombies in Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. This film is labeled as a horror comedy, although I don't really agree that it is that much of a comedy. If you look at a film like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, I feel like this film has a heavy influence on that film. I never heard if Toby Hooper actually said that he was influenced by this film, but I would not find it surprising in the least bit. That film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Toby Hooper has said is a dark comedy. And I disagree somewhat, because it's it's a straight-up horror film, but I guess the characters, some of the things they're doing could be interpreted at as comedy. That's how this film is, 1972's Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Granted, it is to a more extreme extent, but I think it's similar in that vein. For example, there's one character who talks about peeing himself, and he reminds me exactly like Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I don't know if that Character of Franklin was influenced from this character in Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, or if it's just a coincidence. I I haven't heard anybody else make the comparison, but I would be curious to see if there is any uh, information out there on this comparison. That's not the only thing that is similar to a film like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I feel that this film, although super slow and slightly boring early on, the island itself has such a awesome mood and atmosphere. It's very atmospheric, it's very moody, and the lighting is sort of that almost realistic grit that you get in a film like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that these films uh, both fit very well together in a double bill, because of the time and era that they were made and just the style of filmmaking, this low budget gritty style. I think these films would work super well together and that is another comparison that I will make is just they sort of have almost this real life vibe and tone.
2: The film doesn't
0: have an over excessive amount of gore or really much at all. The zombies look pretty plain but still yet good in that ghoul form. Uh, It doesn't have that much to offer besides the mood and atmosphere that's very charming and very, very good, honestly. I I really do like that about this film. I think that's the strongest selling point of this film. So with that said, I give it about a 6.5 out of 10. I actually had an opportunity to see Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things in a drive-in on 35mm film, and unfortunately, I gotta say regretfully i was not able to watch it because it was part of a marathon a four film marathon which had 1978's halloween as the first film 1982's the beast within as the second film the third film was 1979's phantasm and then you guessed it the fourth and final film was 1972's children shouldn't play with dead things so my group was already pretty tired and restless by the time phantasm was over and they just wanted to leave these were not normal horror fans, uh, or horror fans at all. I was the only real horror fan there, so it's understandable that they wanted to go. Unfortunately, that made me never get to see this film on 35 millimeter at a drive-in, which I do think is probably the best way to see this film, judging by the atmosphere and just the look and mood of the film, that island, the darkness, the lighting, uh, the sound. It, it would have just been brilliant to see that film, Under those circumstances, unfortunately, I probably never will get another chance, but I do have it here on Blu-ray from VCI Entertainment that comes in a crystal clear case, which I absolutely love. Also included is three alternate covers, which the version that I have only seems to have two, but I do prefer the one that came with it in the reverse side of the theatrical cover art, Uh, the more animated one. I think it looks absolutely awesome. Now from what I understand, the special features seem to be ported over from previous releases. I think the radio spots are the only thing that is absolutely new. Now do not take what I'm saying as 100% fact because I actually do not know for sure. That's just briefly what I read in the small amount of research I did on the special features. I do not own the previous versions of this film on DVD or any other versions out there from the UK or any version at all. This is the first version I ever had of this film so I do not know what was on previous editions but if anybody out there does know and I'm incorrect, feel free to to let me know about it, but just understand that I did not say this was... Absolute fact from the very beginning. Uh, Still though, even uh, with that, I think that this release is definitely worth picking up, especially if you do not own any previous version because uh, these special features are pretty good. And I highly recommend grabbing Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things uh, just because of its cult status. And it's just a nice release. Like, I, I really enjoy the cover art and the clear case and honestly like the film will grow on me 100 i can tell that it's one of those films that uh will grow on me over time it sort of has that cult classic vibe to it so that is my review of children should play with dead things thank you bci for hooking me up with a copy all right so we're going to take a brief intermission and then right after that moods will be kicking a review rated our faces uh he will be axing up a film called lumberjack man Lumberjack Man might sound familiar to you guys. It's a 2015 release, part of the rebranded Eight Films to Die For. That's right. Uh, the relaunch of Eight Films to Die For. Uh, you guys remember the After Dark Horror Fest that was really huge a few years ago? Actually, more than a few years ago. Now, a lot of years ago. Uh, you know they decided to relaunch it i got really hyped when uh this was announced and quickly unhyped when i started seeing all the negative reviews for the eight films it seemed like maybe two out of the eight had positive reviews lumberjack man was more in the mid-range and i haven't seen any of these films but i'm very curious to hear moods review on lumberjack man as i bet all of you are so we'll get to that in one moment yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. My chick is one out of a million, she a grand prize Better on the dash, bust up in Van eyes. That pretty face, accent, and them tan thighs Made me fantasize all day I hit it like okay. She is untouchable Crunch, I hit it from the back like a sucker punch. Bust a nut back to the front for some uppercuts. And in the morning she be hooking me up proper, but naked in my kitchen while she cooking me my machaca. And before I go to work to give me that home laka I want to stay home and fuck her all day. I hit it like, boom, boom, hey. she is untouchable. Training me physically and i mean that quite literally because i only got so many mini me swimming in me man i give it all i got but still she wants to get some more back to the bathroom back to the bedroom back to the hall to the kitchen floor i don't know what i'm bitching for because i like it that way and all i want to do all day is hit it like oh, oh, hey. she is untouchable
4: Up everybody! Welcome to Mini Shots Five. Yo, there's just no place to run and no place to hide, so I'ma do what I can and review this film from 2015 called The Lumberjack Man, baby, baby. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy MOOD to the Z representing the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast, and of course, this is Mini Shots Volume Six coming at you live. Yes, I am back in the his house and I've got a review for y'all today. Uh, this film is from 2015 and it is one of the new films from the, uh, well, the latest incarnation of the eight films to die for series. And it goes by the title of The Lumberjack Man. Um yeah released by Anchor Bay here in Canada. Uh these films were previously released on amazon.com I believe as uh Amazon Exclusives burn on demands or something like that but they were going for like extremely way too much money and um fortunately enough, you know Canada Amazon um I mean Anchor Bay, you know, has been uh, kind enough to put these, start putting these out anyways. So this is the second one. So anyways, Lumberjack Man from 2015, very, very simple premise. Basically, it follows a group of camp counselors uh, that are heading out to Good Friends Church Camp. Uh, and they head out there a little bit early. Um, they're there to, uh, to counsel the spring break. Um, festivities and uh, so they get out there and the main camp counselors they give everyone their jobs so everyone disperses out into the camp and basically what happens is carnage ensues everybody um starts getting picked off one by one yes nothing more nothing less and uh that's pretty much your story right there uh now my thoughts on this film you know first off, let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. Now, I really did like the uh, the look of the killer in this film. I thought he was really cool. Um, he was huge, had like this really kind of demonic looking face, uh, which will make a lot more sense once the uh, the full backstory kind of kicks in, once you learn the backstory of the film. Um, I really did like the fact that this film really does feel like a Friday the 13th film. Um, it's exactly what they intended it to be, I'm pretty sure um the exact same feel it it just totally has that feel which is very nice you know it just kind of it's something familiar you know this being like a black comedy or a horror comedy it's very self aware that what they're doing by you know kind of setting this in you know a friday the 13th realm or world so that i did pretty i liked a lot and one thing that really surprised me about this film is the high body count i was really intrigued that there were so many kills in this film um, and they were some pretty decent kills, I have to say. There were some inventive ones, some kind of ridiculously, almost silly kills, and some almost like hom- homage uh, kills to, you know, Friday the 13th, one having to do with like a kind of a sack or a sleeping bag type deal, um, which is interesting because, you know, that's like one of my favorite kills in the world <laughs> for Friday Seven. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, there is a little bit of funny moments in this film. But for the most part, though, I, I really do think that the comedy doesn't work. But, you know, there is some moments in this film where, you know, the comedy is decent, but there's times where it's just I'm straight face going, yeah, I don't know about that shit right there. Um, one thing when you finally learn what the backstory is and you get to see you know or you you start to realize exactly why the killer is like killing his victims with these flapjacks which you know are another name for pancakes they can't really get it straight in the film they call them pancakes they call them flapjacks and all this it kind of goes back and forth so if you know if you're unfamiliar with the word flapjack it just means pancake you know for some people are probably going what the fuck is a flapjack Just call him a damn pancake um but there is a reason why the killer is killing people and soaking his uh his huge pancakes or flapjacks i might add he's on this huge he's got this huge wagon and it's just the biggest flapjacks ever on there and he's filling them with blood and um he's eating them and things but you know towards the end of the film you start to understand why he's doing that and things like that but uh yeah you know i thought that was pretty cool man you know Another good thing, the characters, some lot, a lot of hot chicks, and you do get to see some boobs. You know, there's, there's just those very obvious moments in the film where you're like, okay, this is coming, it's coming, and it does! You get to see some boobs, which is pretty awesome. Music in the film, pretty cool too. These are, these are the things that I actually enjoyed about the film. You know, uh, let's get into some bad. Um first off, we'll start with the characters, man. This movie has every fucking flawed, cliched character known to man. And now, I know it's a horror comedy and it's supposed to have these type of characters, but, These aren't just your average cliché characters. They're the most annoying, hateable... uh, You don't even like the leads in the film that much. Like, the characters are so fucking annoying, you just can't wait for them to die... And that's kind of what happens. You know, everyone just seems to get killed off in this one. Like I said, there's a huge body count. So, you know, you don't really have to wait too, too long for these characters to get killed off because they they fucking suck. (laughs) They fucking suck. Yeah, and there's really no character development at all in this film. And like I said, at the beginning of the film, the characters disperse in their jobs and they just start getting picked off. It's as simple as that. It's just like, and you're kind of going well why the fuck like what what's the deal with the with the killer like why is he killing all these people you really don't find out why this person or this lumberjack man is killing off all these people until close to the third act and that's where you know you don't get introduced to michael madison's character but michael madison is this character in the film that is shown up at this church camp to let everyone know that they are about to die because you know and he's got this full backstory which i won't reveal i won't reveal the whole backstory but that's the point of michael madison's character and the whole time you're kind of going okay well you know i guess there is a reason you do get to see why he's there and stuff like that but you know michael madison's character i I thought his acting was terrible in the film and i actually thought he was kind of annoying to be honest but um it's one of those films that has a very odd structure it's one of those things where the first like 75 minutes of the film you're going I'm just watching people die, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, you know, you like a little bit of story. Yeah, you finally get it way, way later down the road. So the structure of the film is not really the greatest. I think they should have given you more of the backstory in the beginning so you're you're not questioning yourself the whole time. But yeah, you know, and the overall acting in the film, pretty shitty, man. I think all the characters are... Oh, there's just a lot of really bad acting in this film. It's just, it's just such a shame. Um, You know, getting back to the comedy in the film too, with the characters and stuff, I think that there's a lot of jokes in this that, that do work, but more that don't. There is some seriously bad jokes in this film. Really, really fucking bad jokes. That is just, it's off putting when you're watching the movie. You're just like, okay, like this is like a full blown comedy. That's just not fucking funny. I don't know, man. It's just, ugh, it, it's very tedious to watch. And, um, unfortunately this movie runs like 104 minutes, so you get like 104 minutes of really bad characters, hateable, downright shitty characters with really bad jokes. And you're just like, ah, fuck, fuck, you know, to make up for that, pretty much everyone does die in this film. So that's kind of a cool thing, I guess. So yeah, I just, I thought my biggest problem with this movie was the structure though. I mean, you're just watching and watching going, okay, where the fuck is the story? And it just takes way too long to get into it. And uh, I just think it doesn't work. You know, I, I mean, I understand these horror comedies. Are, they're meant to be fun. You don't have to like the characters and things like that. But can we have at least a couple likable characters? You know, that would be pretty nice. I mean, it's just they're all in here. You got the over t- t- testosterone fucking boys that are just, you know, out there trying to get punanny around every single corner. You got these ditzy church girls that one minute they're... They're quoting the Bible next minute. They're taking their tops off in the water. Like, you know, you got the fat kid who's eating peanut butter, spying on people. Like, it just never fucking ends. They're all... They're all of them are there. All of them are there. The, you know, the half-retarded, uh, you know, camp counselor that runs it all. Like, come on, man. <laughs> It's like downright ridiculous. But, you know, my final thoughts on the film, you know, it's not the worst watch in the world, but I have to say I was pretty annoyed with this. I was pretty disappointed. Um, I didn't realize that it was more of a comedy than actually a horror film. Uh, So that was kind of a disappointment. But, you know, I kind of got the gist about 25 minutes into it. I'm like, okay, this is just a straight up fucking comedy film. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on this one. I've heard some people say they liked it. And I heard some other people say they didn't. And I'm definitely one of those people that didn't like this film very much. I thought it was it was just too tedious for me, man. Um, I wish it was shorter. I wish it was a lot shorter, and they just kind of basically got rid of a lot of the shitty jokes. I think that would have been probably a good idea. but you know, the body count and stuff does give it a little bit of points and the lack of originality in and a lot of the kills is definitely definitely there. But there is some original kills, too, which is but the overall film is just silly is all beyond silly. Like I mean, how you kill the lumberjack man is makes sense to the backstory, but it is beyond fucking ridiculous and stupid. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, you know, this one, I can see why people do like this one. I can see why people don't like this one. If I had to rate it, I'm going to give it about a four out of 10. Can't recommend this one. Um, so, so far, I've seen two out of the the new eight films to die for, and so far, uh, I've liked one and I dislike one, so can't wait to check out the other ones, and yeah, yeah, that is going to do it for my review of Lumberjack Man from 2015 here on Mini Shots Volume 6, and I hope this is Volume 6, I'm pretty sure this is Volume 6 anyways, and uh, yeah, man, I hope you guys are enjoying the show, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show, and, uh, I will check you guys later. Hopefully we are coming back with a brand new episode of the 22 shots of moods and horror podcast. Trust me. I really want to be going back and doing the show. I'm missing it to all hell. So anyways, guys, with that said, I'm getting the fuck out of here and peace out yo, homies. Yo,
0: yo, 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 that review was something. The production was stunning. But that rhyme at the beginning was weaker than a bulimic stomach. I don't know what you was thinking. You must have been dreaming or barely alive because this is mini shot six and you kick the rhyme by saying it's mini shots five. So either you just don't care or you're slightly bad at math or maybe the case is you're one of those dudes who just like to be whack. Anyway, dog, it's not you that I'm sweating. I guess I'll hear your response in mini shot seven So listen up, I'm king of the shots I'm king of the mic and I'm king of the pods I'm king of your life and I give you a job But I'm vengeful tonight so be my props And don't get me started on these horror snobs Ain't really nothing but some boring twats They get their rocks off by insulting gods Get me pissed off so I walk it off But I'm not that soft so I return With a brand new letter in a house to burn I am the king of this podcast land With a verbal boomstick, and saw it off hand A master plan that you bastards can't understand How he does it with the easy can You be like, go damn, I be like, cool damn And why they even trying, man? Your content sucks and you know what your sound about is why Jeremy's kind t- exploding heads? I love you guys, but tonight I'm here to terrorize. I wonder why we sound alike. Could it be because we shared a mic, or could it be because we lit your flame and gave you fuel to burn and same? Oh yeah, Dave, been meaning to ask you. Remember that Jew that you had us past you? could've said thanks, you fucking asshole. Sorry, guys, didn't mean to bash you. Just had to say that we built your castle. Held to the king in the hockey mask. I get the last word and I get the last laugh. I give two cents and give fuck less about whiny little bitches. I upset. This podcast kingdom is full of fools, and who has the gold go make the and I recall that I have it Also, you better back down up off my wall You better bow down and start to crawl Beg me to teach my style to y'all Force me to salt the lame and wackest I'm just tired of the same old statics, same old habits Taking stabs at my man Robin the way he crafted Halloween And they just scream Oh my god that white horse thing and Sherry's acting It's so damn lacking, no emotion, it's so distracting Watching this film is such a chore Oh did I mention that she's a whore? Shut the fuck up Leave him alone Zombie is the rightful, heir to the throne Don't get me wrong, JC is the bomb but that doesn't mean that Rob's picture is flawed. Actually, it's masterfully and accurately drawn in. You just hate it as biasly dumb. Did you want to see the same movie done twice like Psycho 99 did? Oh, so precise with the same shot for shot shit so you can sit and talk and talk shit or a different vision and perspective like Rob did. I prefer the latter. Fuck y'all bitches, I'm out. No, no, guys, I'm just kidding. I am not out. We still got more mini shots to get to. Did you like the song? You know, it turned into something bigger than it was. You know, I heard Moods rapping. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a little funny diss thing. And then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, it was like an entire song. Uh, I know that there's moments in it where uh, I was short of breath. I didn't take many tries to record the verse. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not super proud of it. But at the same time, i thought it was fun enough to to post uh hope you guys enjoyed it you know i hope nobody takes offense to anything that i said at all because it was all in good fun exploding heads guys i love you uh and everybody else you know i'm I'm just being a dick like i'm kind of like a dick and sometimes i do dickish things and sometimes i record my voice on a beat doing dickish things so no offense guys i love you all peace out
5: Hey, did you guys ever notice that podcasts talk about the same movies over and over again? Yeah, as much as I love Friday the 13th, I don't need another show telling me how good it is. Exactly. Same thing goes for Halloween. It's a great movie, but come on, there's other stuff out there. There should be a show that highlights movies that everyone else seems to skip over. Like... Oh, I always wanted to talk about absentia. And I want someone to cover the room. The skeleton key's a good one. Then let's just do one. We can call it The ABCs of Hidden Horror. And we'll go through the alphabet... ...talking about our favorite horror flicks that get ignored. Great idea! I know what my first one's gonna be. Join Brian, Dave, and me, Jamie, for the ABCs of Hidden Horror on the Horrorphilia Network... ...where we might discuss some of your neglected favorites, or introduce you to something new.
0: Alright guys, I'm back at you with another review. It is not one film, it is not two films, it is not three films, but it is actually four films... And by review, I'm using that term very loosely because I'm actually not going to review the films that much because this review is more about the presentation of the box set and what's included and not so much focusing on the films. If you haven't guessed by now, I'm talking about the Bloodbath box set coming to us courtesy of Arrow Video. The four films included in the box set are Operation Titian, Portrait in Terror, bloodbath and track of the vampire now technically these are all made from the same film with reshoots the original film was operation titian and then they created portrait of terror and then finally bloodbath and track of the vampire operation titian from 1963 this film follows a man who is in love with a woman but the woman is already being married to another man Uh, the lead character also has an uncle who owns a very rare painting called the Titian the man then tries to use the painting to impress the young woman and it doesn't really work because she's still in love and about to be married to her fiance and that's kind of the gist of it from what I got It's a film that is absolutely 100% not a horror film. It's very, very boring, hard to get through. I did not enjoy it at all. Like, at all. There was really not much besides maybe some okay acting at times involved in this film. It's just kind of boring. 3 out of 10. Next, we have Portrait in Terror from 1965. This film is very much the same as Operation Titian. I'm pretty sure that there's not much of a difference in this one. Again, I found it to be very boring. These are sort of crime thrillers. They're not horror. They have a slight touch of darkness to them in terms of the subject matter. But besides that, they they just remind you of a old crime thriller that's uninteresting and boring. Maybe if you're a fan of these type of movies, you might enjoy them a little bit more. I, however, did not. This one, also a 3 out of 10. Next up is Bloodbath from 1966, which is definitely the most popular film in this little box set. It was directed by Jack Hill, who, of course, you guys know from Spider-Baby or The Maddest Story Ever Told, which is a favorite of mine, but he also did a lot of cool stuff like Foxy Brown and Coffee, Switchblade Sisters as well, which I haven't seen. Bloodbath follows a crazed artist who believes himself to be a reincarnation of a murderous vampire who kills young women, then boils their bodies in a vat.
1: Bloodbath is definitely
0: the best film in this little box set. It is the most horrific of films, and it's not really horrific, but it is a horror film. Uh, It is kind of boring as well. I mean, I I didn't love it or anything, uh, but it's definitely more entertaining. There's more atmosphere there. There's a lot more darkness going on. Uh, There's some decent direction in this film, which I was a little bit surprised of. There's definitely some scenes that are directly lifted from the other films but just you know telling a different story which I found to be interesting it would have been more interesting had I been able to actually pay attention to the other two films close enough to know the big differences uh those films were really tough to get through this one not so much uh but it was still pretty boring honestly I mean I mean these films are so far not so well I give this one a 4.5 out of 10. And finally, we have Track of the Vampire, which is also from 1966. And essentially is just Bloodbath, but it's just a longer version of Bloodbath because it was made for TV. So it's just kind of um, padded out. And honestly, that just kind of makes it a little bit longer a little bit more boring a little bit hard to get through guys I gotta say man these films were a struggle to get through for me I, I mean I tried watching the first two night after night after night and I just kept dozing off I just was so uninterested in these films like I almost feel like a failure as a reviewer because it was just brutal to pay attention to these ones and track of the vampire is no different i mean i watched it literally right after bloodbath i mean i i just was fucking with my phone the whole time if i'm being honest uh 4.5 out of 10 i guess if that's fair so you're probably asking yourself jp what in the fuck was the point of reviewing these four awful films and why did you do it if you told us next to nothing about the films well first of all i'm required to review these films based on my a screener copy receiving of Arrow Video. But second, it's not really about the films. I mean, let me get into it. So, you're probably saying like you're obviously not going to recommend picking this up. Well, that's not 100% true. Let's let's back it up a bit. The meat and potatoes of this box set is not in the films, at least in my opinion. If you're interested in these old boring films, they're there and it is sort of neat that they are there in case you want to reference them after you learn more about the film and they are on blu-ray all four films are on blu-ray the transfers are decent not amazing but in my opinion it's the special features that make this box set interesting so first of all you do have a booklet which is about 30-ish pages a little more than 30 and it's a lot of production credits but there is you know write-ups in there as well pretty interesting stuff and then there is the one very interesting thing it is a feature-length visual essay in which Tim Lucas returns and updates his three-part video series in which he detailed these four films Operation Titian, Portrait and Terror, Bloodbath, and Track of the Vampires and this guy knows his shit he really breaks it down throughout the whole feature we're seeing visual parts of the films that sort of explain to you what actually was going on and it's a very interesting history i was much more into the feature-length documentary than i was the actual films it did kind of make me sort of realize like oh i could have saved a ton of time by not watching these boring films And just skipping straight to the documentary and pretty much getting the same exact thing out of it. It's a really, really interesting documentary, featurette, whatever you want to call it, video essay. I highly recommend checking that out. That is the coolest thing about this box set. Other than that, we have Bathing in Blood with Sid Haig. This is a little interview. It's a new interview with Sid Haig. It's not very long, but it's pretty cool. And I'm, you know, glad that Sid Haig was actually in this film because... That's pretty much like the only thing that I found interesting was uh, when Sid Higg was there, because, you know, he's all young and shit. Then you have an archive interview with producer-director Jack Hill. This one's not very long either, but still cool. There's a still gallery, and one of the cool things that I thought was neat about this little Arrow box set is that it has a double-sided poster, which uh, I might actually hang up one day. So there you have it. It is the Arrow Video Bloodbath box set has such an interesting history to this film i mean it started in europe in like 1963 with roger corman making operation titian and then it branched into portrait of terror and then jack hill got involved and it became really kind of a completely different movie at that point with bloodbath and then it was even made into another different movie in track of the vampire for tv i mean it's just such an odd thing to happen to honestly a film that sucks like operation Titian is not good it's not entertaining at all and it's hilarious that this film had such a you know storied history and it was super cool to learn it but besides that guys i really can't recommend this box set unless you're super curious on the four films that's that's my final thoughts on this one
6: My pocket swelled, I'd fly to the next town to go to Taco Bell. Then I'd pay all the haters to become believers. I'd pay Kanye West to punch Justin Bieber. And then I'd buy a bunch of heroin and get really arrogant and pay all the foreigners to become Americans. The possibilities are endless. I would even go to the dentist, but we hate money. Broke people stand up to you. We only wear neckties to weddings and to court. Our pay gets docked like it's coming into port. So we keep cigars split up like they're getting a divorce. Employees all annoyed. Checks all void. M&M's the only one still employed in Detroit. Bob's losing jobs from Nevada to Dakotas. And we're not Japanese, but we're broke as Toyotas. Roasted. I know you noticed, fired and demoted. They're drinking tap water because they can't afford sodas. Struggling covering shifts just to buy Christmas gifts before Tiger had mistresses. We're at Walmart. We hate Wall Street we Surviving debt while the CEOs fly by in private jet.
0: next up we got a review from jeremy he sent one in it is going to be on the film sorceress that was just released by synapse films i clicked on jeremy's review and i had a little laugh because he literally fucks up within the first three seconds and the first two seconds is him playing the texas chainsaw massacre thing so jeremy literally fucks up his review in the first second of him talking he says what's going out there everybody Instead of what's going on out there, everybody, which is what you can tell he was trying to say just by the way that he fumbled his words. And, you know, why am I putting this out? Because it's funny as fuck. You know, won't re-record the review after he fucks up in the first three seconds. He's like, nah, it's good. It's cool, bro. It's cool.
7: Got it. Nailed it. So, uh, here's Jeremy.
8: Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
7: Alright, what's going out there? Everybody in the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Universe. Yes, this is Jeremy coming live with you right now for a review on this special edition of Mini Shots. Yes, I am actually here sitting down in front of my microphone for the first time in months to review a film for you guys. And I really, really missed doing this. You know, it was really the highlight of my week But unfortunately, you know, I had to take advantage of all that time I spent in damn film school and actually get out there and make money and and make a living. And, you know, unfortunately, that caused me not to be able to do the show any longer. And if you guys know anything about filmmaking, it's long 12-hour-plus days of nonsensical bullshit. So I haven't had any time to do anything unless, you know, come home and watch my movies that that I have to do reviews for. And then go to sleep and get up the next day and do it all over again. And it's, it's, it's a harsh life, but, you know, it, it pays well, so it's not that bad. So when JP asked if I had any time to sit down and do a review for you guys, absolutely, I had to say yes that I'd be able to make some time in my busy schedule because I just absolutely miss you guys. And I just, I just needed to do this. So I hope you guys enjoyed this review that I'm gonna do. It's a really, really just insane movie. It has that, feel of a of a full moon type of a film but it's not anything related to full moon but it has that type of a, of a feel and it's getting released by synapse films on blu-ray coming up in the middle of june and it's a film titled sorceress and i think it goes by the name of uh of Temporous also but you know me with my amazing pronunciation of titles you know i can't do any of that shit usually you know i can't really pronounce movie titles that well so temperus it's pronounced some other way but i can't pronounce it so i'm just gonna call it sorceress and this is a film directed by here i go i'm gonna freaking botch his name also this is directed by jim Warkowski who also directed shopping mall and he just released that Sharkin', shark arkansas movie that was released by stream factory but he is known for releasing his low budget Uh, sleazy movies. Not sleazy, but low-budget horror films. So I knew going into this what I was gonna what I was, you know, expecting in my mind based on his previous films. And the special thing about this edition of this film, it is the uncensored director's approved edition, as it says right on the top of the release. So I guess it's the first time the film's ever been released uncensored, whatever that means. You know, the movie has a whole bunch of Big ass '90s fake titties and muff and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know what the difference is between this release and the release before it in terms of nudity, but I just could say right now that this movie has a ton of nudity, a uh, ton of, of lesbian scenes, and ton of just over-the-top insanity. And if that's your kind of thing, then you'll definitely like this. But it has that that '90s type of a feel to it. Um, You'll know what I mean once you sit down and watch it, but it also stars my good friend Linda Blair, and if you guys all listen to the show, you all know my, my absolutely love relationship to Linda Blair, you know, I, you know my story, if you haven't heard my story about Linda Blair, go back to one of the episodes, I can't remember, it's in the early days of the show, where I talk about the time I met Linda Blair, and, and how she was not a nice person, but she has that reputation in the community, so... She plays, of course, a bitchy character, just like she is in real life. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. But Linda Blair's character is named Amelia, and Amelia is married to this guy named uh, Howard. Howard is this big uh, honcho lawyer who's about to get partnership in this new law firm. And one day he's driving, you know, talking to Amelia on his 1995 cordless telephone in his fancy car and his partner's wife goes by the name larry larry's his partner his wife erica is this witch and she's jealous that howard gets this a promotion so she puts this voodoo spell on him if you want to say witchcraft spell whatever the hell it's called when he's driving and this causes him to lose control of his motor abilities. He jumps out of the car. The car goes off the cliff. It's a huge 90s kaboom explosion. You know, eight different angles. Crazy shit. So Howard is now paralyzed. And Amelia is pissed off about this. So she decides to wreak revenge on uh, Larry. Because Erica... Something happens to Erica. I'm not going to ruin it. But <coughs> she decides to wreak havoc on Larry's life. Because it was his girlfriend that caused Howard to become paralyzed and we get all this nonsensical bullcrap in between uh you know with the sex and 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 plot lines but I was actually going into this movie expecting to absolutely hate it that it was just gonna be a movie that was just nonsense with uh a bunch of nudity and a storyline that is not there but you know I had to get the film credit it actually has a bit of a storyline and it actually follows through throughout the entire 89-minute uh, runtime. runtime. It's not the best story, but I had to give the credit where the credit's due, that it's actually at least somewhat there, and I really didn't lose too much interest like I was expecting because the menu you put on the film, the main menu is this big-ass, 90-titty woman dancing around performing voodoo, and I automatically thought that I was going to just absolutely hate the film right there. But I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. <clears throat> so I, I I watched it and and I was surprised. You know, do do I like the film? No, absolutely not. The film has that full moon nineties cheese to it, but the dialogue is just absolutely horrendously terrible. But that's to be expected. And and the acting is just terrible as well. You know, it it you could tell that they didn't really try that much. So you know, I I can't say too much positive on that end. But you know, it—it's a film that I think people are gonna like if they're into sleazy, you know, up, sleazy Australian films. If you guys like sleazy Australian films, you'll definitely like this movie. And like I said, I can't comment on the differences between the two versions of the film. The Blu-ray actually looks really, really nice. You guys know Synapse—they always do high-quality stuff, so I have to give them credit on that. The transfer looks really, really, really good. Uh, there's not too much grain, and the scenes in the daytime look really really good you know it's a really nice high def transfer so i had to give him credit on that the film does look really really good which is surprising for a film like this and then you get a commentary with the director i'm not even going to pronounce his name again because i'm going to botch it and i'm going to look like an ass and then you get another commentary with him the director and tom safini and i don't know if tom safini had anything to do with this movie i don't think so because the film really doesn't have that much effects in it uh you could tell that it was made for little little money so there's not really any effects whatsoever you know there's gunshots somebody gets shot with gunshots and there's no blood splatter or anything like that so it's that kind of it's that kind of uh production value but overall you know it it is what it is you know it's not a movie i'm gonna go back and watch again i know it actually has a sequel uh with with Julie strain who plays uh, uh erica i know there's actually a sequel song, but, so i thought to myself how the hell did this movie have a sequel so i'm kind of curious to watch that but the cover is absolutely crap i think new concord actually released it the cover is absolutely crap so i know you know uh it's probably going to be crap just based off the cover so i don't know if i'm going to watch it i'm probably not you know i've i've, I've lost interest in the story just based on this film but I think it's at least worth a watch once if you guys are into witchcraft type of films from the 90s I think you'll enjoy it. It's a hell of a lot better than a lot of witchcraft films you know those 19 movies in that series so uh, it's just worth it alone just for the release from Synapse. Support Synapse so they release more movies you know they've been a little bit quiet lately. But they had that awesome uh, Creepshow documentary coming out in July I think so if you guys are interested in that stay tuned for my channel to see a review of that i'll have a review of that coming uh in july i think but just support synapse so they release more films you know like this and uh because they've been like i said on a dry spell so i hope you guys are doing well on there oh yeah my rating i'm gonna give this one a four out of ten that's that's surprising for me i bet you guys are surprised that i'm gonna give it that kind of a rating but i'm i'm going to Um, simply because of the fact that it actually has a story and and the release is nice. So 4 out of 10 for Sorceress from the year 1995. So hope everybody is doing all right and you enjoy this episode of Mini Shots. I really, really hope that I'll be able to come back and do the show if everybody's life comes back together. I know JP has some stuff going on right now and I'm busy and I know Moods is busy, but I hope that I'll be able to come back soon to do, a, to do an episode of the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, you know, our regular episodes, because I really, really do miss it, and I miss you guys, and I, I really, really hope that I'll be able to talk to you guys soon. But until then, you guys always, you can go over to my channel, nes NESRuler22. I got a whole bunch of reviews up there. I review a whole bunch of movies for a whole bunch of different companies Synapse, Severin, Mondo, uh, IFC, Dark Sky, Artsploitation. Uh, who else a whole bunch of different people Olive so if you guys are into those movies and you haven't checked out my channel which I assume you have go over there and there's a whole bunch of stuff on there but until then I hope everybody enjoys their shankle angle Texas Chainsaw Massacre awesomeness and this is your favorite Jew, Jeremy signing off for this mini review on this awesome episode of Mini Shots Everybody give JP a round of applause for putting this together and asking me to do a review. I appreciate it, buddy. Hope everybody's doing all right. And always remember, JP is a Mexican fucking asshole. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. See you guys.
0: Ouch. I feel bad now for making fun of him at the beginning because he was so nice to me at the end. But then he was like, yeah, I'm a fucking asshole. So, so I had to live up to it. Anyway, I think Brandon would disagree about you being everybody's favorite Jew. I'm um, not sure about that, though. Anyway, we will be back after this with another review from yours truly, which is me.
2: Her vagina, yeah, and Maria thinks it's all so funny, all the while, I know it's blasphemy, she's been pissing on my floor, she's becoming such a whore, but I can't hate the bitch cause she's my honey. and rap. going straight to hell down the steps my poor maria fell i gave that girl a shove i pushed with all my love and where i hid the body i'll never tell she didn't turn she's gonna burn down in the flames of hell where well, they'll be weeping because it's a sin she let that damn thing May God forgive her soul. Cause I had a Sagoria's Live. Cause I had a Sagoria's life. Cause I had a say Maria's, Maria's life.
0: The City of the Dead from the year nineteen sixty coming to us courtesy of VCI Entertainment. Thank you, VCI, for hooking me up with a copy. This film is also known as Horror Hotel, that's how it was released in the U.S. back in 1960, and it is currently public domain, so you can see it everywhere on the internet. There's plenty of different places and and websites where you can watch it for free, legally, Uh, you can make DVD copies, hand them out to your friends, whatever you want to do, public domain is a cool thing. This uh, version of the film, though, is not the Horror Hotel version, it is the longer UK version, which is the City of the Dead, uh, which VCI put together. And released on Blu ray. The film opens up in the late 1600s, where we see a supposed witch be burned at the stake. It then flash forwards to present day, which is circa 1960, where we meet a college student named Nan Barlow. And we are introduced to her and her professor, played by Christopher Lee. And she's very fascinated with witchcraft, and she is learning about uh, what we saw at the beginning of the film. And she wants to further investigate and really go full force into her research, so she decides to travel to a New England town called the Village of Whiteford. And this is where the original events that we saw in the opening of the film took place in the late 1600s, where the witch was branded the stake. Uh, She picks up a hitchhiker who uh, suddenly vanishes on her, she gets a room at a, a hotel. In which she uh, sort of begins to discover some weird thing she finds a bird with a pin through it outside of her window she hears a full music and party out in the lobby and then she goes back out and everybody is suddenly vanished She finds a creepy uh, cellar door in her room uh, a kind of hatch in the floor and she decides to go down uh, she is then sort of into some trouble her brother and her husband find out that she is sort of missing she has never returned home so they go to investigate and that's kind of your plot there very interesting film honestly i was really into this one it's a film about witchcraft which i thought was super cool because Uh, those late those early 60s all the way to the late 60s had a lot to do with witchcraft there's a lot of films that came out and this is one that i had never seen and since it was public domain i really wasn't expecting much out of it and i was pleasantly surprised Uh, the best thing about this film honestly is just the mood and atmosphere and it looks great on blu-ray the film looks fantastic on blu-ray i was really really impressed for a film that was in the public domain from the year 1960 it looks great and there's a lot of fog and there's a lot of just atmospheric awesomeness going on here uh, the story is fine it's actually pretty good for 1960 it's not going to blow you away there's not tons of plot twists or anything but you know it's a, it's a decent little spooky movie and that's what i liked so much about it it's pretty simple it's basic the witchcraft shit is awesome and it's just a little simple movie that i really really enjoyed Uh, i give this one a 7 out of 10
4: ayo hey it's your boy moods back in the mix representing mini shots volume six that's right i gotta correct this time so i don't look as stupid as that first fucking rhyme i dropped the dime i guess i'm out my prime i'm a battle back because i'm always on that grime anyways back to what's at work mood spitting fire like steve martin the jerk blessed with the curse i got the gift conceited rhymes my thoughts are always adrift trip! I'ma bow down to the god when I take my fall But right now, I'ma review a mockumentary called Winner Take All Aw, oh, yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, m to the Z, Gia Alrighty, so, coming back at you with another review This one is gonna be uh one from 2016, coming from Brain Rap Media um, yeah, this one right here, I think, uh, was done in 2015. It just recently came out. Uh, I didn't even know about this company or anything. I didn't really even know much about this at all. But as soon as I heard what the premise was of this, I definitely had to give it a shot because I'm a big t- fan of these type of, uh, documentaries or in this case, this is more of a mockumentary. Um, and of course, this one is called Winner's Tape All. If you didn't catch that from the, uh, the rap that I did before this review, um, this one right here, uh, it's a pretty interesting film, man. It's about—it's basically a mockumentary about these uh, these two brothers, these two Henderson brothers by the names of Michael and Richard Henderson. Uh, they are two step brothers, and they. They made a film back in, like, the early 80s called The Curse of Stabberman, and they had some pretty good underground success with it and things like that and stuff. And they were supposed to be, like, the next big directors, big, you know, indie horror directors and things like that. So then they tried to follow it up with a film called Cannibal Swim Club. And what happened with Cannibal Swim Club is that it basically failed miserably. And uh they just kinda of disappeared from the, the horror world. They went and off and did their own type of things and stuff. And so this film right here is taking place about thirty years later. It's it's done by this this director who's basically interviewing uh these two Henderson brothers and they're kind of recapping about uh, you know th- their times back in the eighties and and he and he's really trying to get them to like come back and do like another film and things like that. So um, but yeah, that's the whole premise of this mockumentary so my thoughts on this one really really fun stuff i can't stress enough how fun this is it's it just seems so real uh the two actors that play the brothers do such a fantastic job i think they just they pull it off so well um the comedy in this is just it's so much fun it's not really stupid and silly it's just a lot of good lines and just kind of they kind of throw in like you know those uh you know those kind of cliched things and stuff that we all kind of laugh at about you know low-budget horror films, and they kind of poke at fun like that and stuff, but I think it's really cool, man, because, you know, The Curse of Stabberman and Cannibal Swim Club, you know, those are just classic games, and those could have been real films back in the day, and that's what really makes this work so well, because they play it so straightforward, though, and, you know, even though you know that this is not real, it kind of comes off it like that, and it's just really well done. I, I love the way this, they structured this uh, this film also, because, you know, it's him... uh the director asking these guys, you know, the Henderson brothers questions and things like that. And they're showing clips from the curse of Stabberman. They're basically explaining like everything and how they did the effects and like the stunts and things like that. It's just so funny to hear them talk about these things, like because they wrote all this stuff. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, There's even like cover arts on the back of the, on the back of the uh the dvd here for the curse of stout man and candle swim club and things like that but just a lot of fun there's not really a whole lot more to say about this because i don't want to start giving things away but i highly highly recommend this if you're a big fan of like spinal tap and things like that it even says on the back but that's exactly what i've compared to so if you like uh, things like spinal tap or mockumentaries in general give this one a shot man it's really well done Um, I just, I love these little cheap films that they show in here. It's just so much fun, man. And, you know, um, you know, in the bonus features and stuff, you can actually watch the shorts in full. So they were like, you know, 10 or 15 minutes long or whatever and stuff like that. So, uh, very, very fun stuff, but I couldn't recommend this enough. Like, yeah, if you like documentaries, mockumentaries, whatever, this is for you. You got to check this out. About to rate this one, I am going to give it a nine out of 10. I was laughing throughout this whole thing and uh, it never got boring for one minute um i think it was pretty short though i think it ran about 75 minutes or something like that but it's just non-stop there's never any downtime in this it's just totally worth your time and uh yeah check out winner's tape all the henderson the henderson brothers story check this out uh like i said again you can pick this up at Brainwrap media i believe that's where i picked this up um so type that in and uh uh, it's just like a little independent website and stuff, so check that out. And um yeah, that's gonna do it for this quick little review here. Winner's Tape All, check it out. It's awesome sauce. Uh, you know, if the 2016 year keeps up the way it is, man, this one might even be in my top ten for you know, it's it's a horror it's a horror film, so horror documentary, whatever you wanna call it. So anyways guys, I'm Audi 510 oh, Gio. Yo, I gotta say,
0: damn, that was way fucking better than the first time. The first rap, yo, uh, damn, impressive moods. You almost make me feel a little inadequate from my little rapidy, rapidy, rapidy. but... I did that before he sent me this one, so I'm not gonna go and unedit all the shit that I put in. So uh, I'm just gonna look stupid with egg on my face. Anyway, one more review from me, and it is a Arrow video review, which will be coming up right after the break. This thing on. It's on. So, I like to drink energy drinks, and in the morning before work, I like to buy energy drinks, because if I don't have my energy, then I'm gonna kill a motherfucker at work, which is bad for everybody. So, I go over to the Walmart, the Walmart, which is right next door to my work. It's, it's, you know, in the same parking lot, essentially. So, I go over there, and I just grab maybe like a Monster and a Red Bull, or maybe two Red Bulls, or maybe two Monsters, whatever I'm feeling like that day, and depending on how broke I am as well. So I grabbed those two items and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go through the 10 items or less line because they made this for my convenience because I'm not buying the whole store. I just got two items and I'm going to go through the 10 items or less line because it's faster. As I'm walking my way to the 10 items or less line, I see that there's a line next to it that only has three people at it, but they all got like 40 or 50 items each. And I see the 10 items or less line next to it, and I'm like, okay, there's six people there, but they all have 10 items or less, so it should be faster. I'm going to go to the 10 items or less line. Plus, it just seems more simple to me than standing in the full line. So then the first three people go by fine. one, two, three. They're out so i'm standing there and it's taking long and i'm like why is it taking long is the 10 items or less line? It's supposed to be for my convenience. It's supposed to be for me to get to work quickly So i'm not late and i'm looking around and I get antsy So I start counting shit and the guy in front of me i'm like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 Fuck you got 11 items in the 10 items or less line
1: and then I get more antsy So i'm counting the items in front of him and it's some woman and she i'm like 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 13 fucking items in the 10 items or less line. What's your problem, baby? Bitch. and that's what I'm saying in my head, but I'm not going to say that out loud, obviously, and then I look behind me, some guy rolls up with a giant ass cart, and he got, like, fucking 50 items, and I'm like, this guy's a dick, I'm glad I got here ahead of him, because whoever gets behind that guy is going to be pissed the fuck off, and I'm already pissed the fuck off, then I hear it, I hear that sound, it's like, beep, and I'm like, what the fuck was that,
0: what the fuck was that sound that did not sound like the sound of things going through the thing fastly, so I'm like, okay, what is it, I look up ahead, the woman's using a coupon, it's an old woman, of course it's an old woman, old people use coupons, so I'm like, okay, well, hopefully she doesn't have 9 million fucking coupons for her 13 items, and then I hear it again, and I'm like, uh uh-oh, so I hear him scan it, boom, doesn't work, scan it, boom, doesn't work, scan it, boom, doesn't work, so they start typing it in, boom, 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 doesn't work, boom, 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 doesn't work, boom, 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 doesn't work, so she's like, oh, oh, ma'am, I see the problem here, you got, you got the Nabisco cookies, but you got Oreos in the cart. And she's like, "Well, what that mean?" And she's like, "Well, that's a different brand, so you can't get those cookies with this coupon." She's like, "What do you mean I can't get them with that coupon? Look, they're Oreos right on there." And she's like, "Yeah, but it's a different brand." And I'm like, "I'm like, man, man, please excuse me. I'll pay for your cookies if we could just hurry up the ten items less line because they're for my convenience." At the same time, they all look at me. The guy behind me the, with the sixty fucking items, the guy in front of me,
1: and the woman and the cashier. And they all look at me like I'm the biggest dick in the world. And I'm like, "No, no, no. See, I'm not the I'm not a dick because I'm willing to pay for your cookies so we can get out of here." faster it it makes you win it makes the guy behind me win with 60 fucking items it makes me win because i'm not late for work and i don't kill anybody i have my energy drinks and they all just look at me like i'm the worst human being possible i'm like how is this happening to me every day i always go to 10 items less and it's always the same shit i'm always counting their items and they always have more than they have and then i'm like sort of doubting myself because i'm like well that guy got like four candy bars so does that count as one item or is that still 10 individual items and i start overthinking shit and then i start getting mad and i start getting panicky and then i just want to start fucking slashing everybody's throats, and then I look over, I look over to the line that was next to me, the one that had the three people, but it it had like 60 items each, and I see it moving, and I see it moving faster, and then I'm like, wait a minute, my line's still at the same spot, and then I see the last guy, the guy that I would've got behind if I had went to the first line, he checks out, and he's gone, he's gone, he's gone like the wind, and I'm still standing there, two people back, with the asshole behind me, he starts opening his food and eating it, I'm like, dude, can't you just wait until you check out your thirty fucking nine thousand items, and then I just get pissed off and I finally get through, I drink the Red Bull and then I'm cool.
0: Hired to Kill from the year 1990, directed by Nico Mastarakis, who is most known for directing The Island of Death from 1976, and The Zero Boys from 1986. Both of those films were released on Blu-ray by Arrow Video, so you can check those out if you're curious on more works from Nico Masterakis. Hired to Kill follows mercenary Frank Ryan, who we don't know much about, but we assume is just your everyday action hero badass who's kind of been through a lot and seen a lot and he is hired by the CIA to take out a South American dictator, something to do with the CIA. Uh, Honestly, I didn't follow the story all that much because it's just action movie nonsense. And let's be honest, there's not really much there with these type of stories. It doesn't really matter why he's going there. All that matters is how he's going there and what he's doing. And in this movie, he receives help from seven lovely ladies. He poses as a gay photographer, and these lovely ladies are convicts and just known badass bitches. Or female assassins, if you choose to use the uh, more appropriate language to Description. We then spend a little bit of time with our lead character, Frank, sort of training the girls and going over military and martial arts styles to uh, sort of aid them in their upcoming combat. The film does take a little bit longer than expected to get in the real big action scenes. Uh, just judging by the type of film that I thought this was, I thought that the uh, action scenes, you know, the big ones would come a little bit earlier in the film. We do spend a lot of time with the characters' uh, interactions. I wish that the female characters The seven of them would have had something unique for each one because if we're gonna play full-blown cheesy action movie Then let's just go full force Let's have each chick either have their own special weapon their own special gun their signature fighting style their signature look Something unique about them make one of them the brains the brawn the beauty, you know different things like that It just feels like that type of thing belonged in this film to sort of make the women more of a main focus of the film. And it does start to do that later in the film. We get a little bit more character development where uh, maybe the. uh, you know, action star Frank is a little bit more human than he let on in the beginning of the film and the females become more than just sexy objects. Blah, 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 blah. I don't really care. This isn't a f- type of film where I care about a message or some sort of uh, underlying meaning. It's, it's an action movie. It's a movie that's supposed to be explosions and gunfights and sexy chicks and stuff like that. And it is
1: to the most part, but they did try to
0: kind of forced some of that stuff in later in the film i wasn't buying it really wasn't my thing but it doesn't really hurt the film that much either because it just kind of adds to the cheesiness of it brian thompson is fine as the lead hero he's action story enough the acting is kind of stale and not really that good but for the most part he does his job and oliver reed uh was definitely very entertaining in this movie as well overall it's alright. I'm not a big fan of action films, so this probably isn't the best type of film for me to review, but I did enjoy moments of it. I just felt like it drug a little bit in the middle. Not very memorable scenes besides one hilarious homosexual uh kissing scene, which uh, it honestly was one of the high points in the movie, Uh but you know, that's Obviously, uh, not usually what the high point of an action movie would be, Uh, so I'm just going to come in at a 6.5 out of 10 on this one. Hired to Kill comes in your standard Arrow Plus size keep case, which, guys, I gotta be honest, I've been having a terrible time with these lately. It seems like almost every time I get an Arrow in the mail, it, the case is cracked. I don't believe that this is a flaw in the case because it seems like nobody else is having that problem. I guess I've just been having very bad luck. Uh, there is a insert on the inside that has a little write up, and it does have reversible cover art, which I gotta be honest, guys, this. Uh, original theatrical cover art is plenty of cheese all over it just dripping with cheese for special features we have a brand new audio commentary with the editor barry zettelin I did actually not get a chance to check out that commentary, but it does have an interview hired to direct with the director of the film, Nico Masarakis. This was actually a very interesting interview. It runs around over 25 minutes long, and it talks a lot about just the process of making the film, uh, whether Nico actually puts any extra thought into his movies, let it be sublimitable or accidental messages. And one of my favorite parts of it is he talks about the tragic helicopter crash that actually killed a man during the making of this film, which I actually had no idea happened, but it definitely was very chilling and made that special feature alone very, very interesting to hear. It also has Undercover Mercenary, a brand new interview with star Brian Thompson. And this is actually just an interview with the lead in the film. Pretty interesting. He talks a little bit about his career and his early role as a the punk character. In the original Terminator, which is pretty cool that uh, he was actually in that film. I, I thought he looked familiar, and, and that's where I'd seen him before. Also, seen him in uh, Mortal Kombat: Annihilation as uh, I believe Shao Kahn, which is funny that he was Shao Kahn. Uh, anyway, that uh, that kind of wraps it up for the. Uh, special features guys not a whole lot there but definitely uh, enough interesting content there uh, like arrow always puts in their uh, releases just stuff that that you know, it, 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 it's done better than most people do their special features. They always seem to dig up some little nuggets of information in their special features that always make them interesting to watch and uh, check out on the bonus side of things. So with that said, guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Hired to Kill for people who do like action flicks. Uh, it just recently came out May 17th. Uh, the price point is a bit steep. I couldn't justify paying 27.99 for it, but as most arrows, they eventually fall in price. Uh, unless you're a hardcore action junkie, uh, I would say hold off until you can get it for a better price. But um, maybe one of those arrow sales will have it for pretty cheap. Uh, if, if you like action films though, it's definitely worth uh, picking up and, and uh checking out. So uh that is hard to kill. All right, yo, one more thing before we get out of here, homies, we got horror trivia two. This was recorded with me, Brandon, Dave, and Joanna the other night on a YouTube live stream so keep in mind that it is sourced from that YouTube live stream the audio is pulled directly from that so there are some hiccups we had a few technical difficulties we cut out here and there but for the most part it is seems to be pretty fine of a live stream live stream audio that is I want to let you guys know that we plan on doing many more of these so check it out and if it's popular in audio form I'll continue to post them in audio form as well it's a blast it's so fun to do this I'm going to jump in as a contestant and not the host the next time we do it for horror trivia three and i am going to be bashing fucking heads in because i know my shit homies and it's going to be a lot of fun hope you guys join it and just keep in mind that the audio is not as crisp as it normally is but it's still a lot of fun it runs about 45 minutes or so check it out motherfuckers look at this fucking ronald guy i've never
5: i've not exact. does it say ronald don't tell me people okay so so
9: so we're live
0: (laughs) it's happening right now our name Those, the, the massive the masses have waited such a long time for the return of horror trivia this is 22 shots presents horror trivia two and with me tonight I have three challengers Unfortunately, Jeremy the defending reigning champion of horror trivia night, also the cheater who cheater. Went that way <laughs> cannot be with us tonight so we are creating an interim title. So whoever wins tonight will have to come back and and we will have to unify the belts. Mandatory. uh, (laughs) Nice. This this will be in your contract. Um, This is not like boxing where shit's weird and stupid. Uh, You have to come back and defend your title. So this is how we're playing, guys. I have a list of categories. You guys will take turns picking category. I'll ask a question. You have 15 seconds to answer that question or you get it wrong. Uh, you get it right, you get a point, and uh, we decided that the other person can have you got it wrong. The other person can have an attempt to the other two people. One of them can have a chance to answer it right. Pretty simple stuff. Uh, with me is Brandon, uh, one third of the Exploding Heads Horror Podcast. Is he? Does he count as a full third or?
9: Mm, I guess Jeez, I'm kidding. carrying that show on my back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course Dave, who's done everything under the podcast sun. What do you how many podcasts are you part of right now, Dave? Just three, man. Just three. Just three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the the new person to the group, we have Joanna. Who Hi. uh I'm not you don't do any YouTube or anything like that, do you?
8: Nope. Just All a right. fan.
0: Well. <laughs> fan, jeez. am <laughs> uh, not a Brandon, I hope. <laughs> No but way. anyway, you guys ready to get into some horror trivia?
9: Yeah, you I'll got some it. crud on your lip.
0: Oh, thanks. Oh, <laughs> well,
9: that reminds me. Shit. I'm... Yeah. If anybody can see me. I don't Tell know. your boyfriend to leave the room so we can get started.
0: Yeah, Ronald. <laughs> 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 All right, so, so uh, we're, we're going by most pathetic first. So, Brandon, you're up. Are you ready for the categories?
9: <laughs> I'm not even going to debate
0: that. I'm ready. Alright, so the categories are Scream Queens, you can write them down if you want True or False, Carrie The Leprechaun Franchise Italian Horror The Friday the 13th Franchise Disturbing Cinema, Working Titles and Alternate Titles
5: Holy shit Damn. <laughs> I'm trying to write them down but I can't I've <laughs> got Scream Queens
0: I'm not even trying to write them down
8: <laughs> All i got
5: is Scream Queens and Friday the 13th <laughs>
8: <laughs> All,
0: All right, right, let's go
9: with the Leprechaun franchise.
0: Okay. First question. How many films are in the Leprechaun franchise? Tick, tock, tick, Six. tick tock. Six. Wrong. <laughs> so uh, we're going to flip a coin. Uh, Dave, you'll be heads. Okay. It is heads. You want to take a stab at it? Yeah, seven. Correct. Dave yes. gets a point.
5: That's a lucky guess right there. I admit that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to him fucking up.
0: <laughs> okay, you get to pick the category, Dave.
5: Oh, I do? Are we going to yeah. cover every every category? We are. Okay, so we have Scream Queens, Friday the 13th, and Italian Horrors that I know of. So, Well, I'll say Friday the 13th because...
0: Okay. Dave, what was the dog's name in Friday the 13th Part 2? Muffin. Muffin. Dave is correct. Off to a blazing start. Get the start. hell out of here, Muffin. <laughs> Good old
5: Muffin. Yeah, Muffin got whacked for girl.
3: <laughs>
1: Muffin.
0: <laughs> I, I would have laughed so hard if you didn't get that one right. Anybody out there watching, Dave is like a super fan of Friday the 13th franchise, so... I figured at least get the first one. Category man, what do you want?
5: Oh wait, who picks? Me?
8: Yeah. You oh, can I continue.
5: continue. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that. May as well do it again. Let's go more Friday.
0: Actually, you know what? Let's not do that. We're <laughs> just changing the rules while we're going.
8: Oh shit! <laughs> I'm getting swerved! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joanna, uh, it is your time to pick the category.
8: (laughs) I'll go with Scream Queens.
0: Okay. Uh, This Scream Queen played the soul from Freddy's chest in A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. (laughs) Wow. She was not in the movie. She just played (laughs) a soul in Freddy's chest.
5: (laughs) I don't know. I
0: know it. Flip I love me, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dave, uh, you are heads, and it is heads. Oh, Linnea Quigley. Correct. Dave is just rolling. Come on. That's not fair that he got to steal. I was going to say Linnea Quigley. <laughs> was you though? I was, was though. I like really Quigley? was. Okay, so <laughs> now it is legitimately Dave's turn to pick the category. I thought it's my turn now. Is it? Is that how we're doing it? Okay. I don't okay. know. You changed the rules halfway through already. I don't. Okay. Know. If, if you get it right, then it just moves on. All right. Cool. Uh, what are, the,
9: what are the categories again?
0: Uh, the categories Scream well, I'm gonna write them
6: down this time. Screen Queens,
0: right. True or False, Carrie, The Leprechaun franchise, Italian horror, Friday the Thirteenth, disturbing cinema, working titles, and alternate titles.
9: Working titles for a hundred, Alex.
0: Okay. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> head this cheese. is a working title for what film? <laughs> head, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> head cheese. is
5: right. Exploding head cheese. <laughs> that's actually the question, Brandon. <laughs> is it really? Well, there yes. you go. Was it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre working title?
9: It is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is. Head cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I should get two um, points
9: for knowing the answer before you even ask the
0: question. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that one was the most famous one, I guess, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, uh, Dave.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go back to Friday the 13th.
0: Okay, Friday the 13th it is, buddy. Uh, This is actually a throwback. Anybody who watched the previous part, uh, the first horror trivia, knows that this was a question. Um, So... Uh, Jason's father was supposed to be in Friday the 13th Part 6. What was his character's name? Elias Voorhees. Correct. Dave gets a point. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one where Jeremy was, he spelled it out. He's like E-L-I-A-S. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> you can't know the answer if you spelled it
1: out. That <laughs> means you looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Joanna. So, we got
0: Ronald down.
8: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so uh, Joanna, back to you. Pick a category.
2: Uh, what about Italian cinema?
0: Okay. Uh, name, or Italian horror, or whatever it's called. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> name the 1980 Alien rip-off Italian horror film directed by Luigi Cozzi.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> Alien ripoff? Is it mutant?
7: Forbidden world? It is not. Oh.
0: <laughs> Brandon, your heads. It is Tails, Dave. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I
5: don't hold on let me at least. It's give Rogers, a no, it's alien ripoff movie, huh?
8: Hmm.
5: <laughs> um Alien Attacker. I don't know.
0: Nope. Brandon, you're the la- last to get a shot at it. Um. What is it? Is it? Is it what?
8: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Alien space avenger. It is not. It is contamination. Nobody gets the point.
8: Contamination. Oh, God. Damn
0: it. Okay, Brandon, back to you. Pick a category. Uh. True or false? Okay. <laughs> Rob oh. Zombie worked on Pee-wee's Playhouse in 1986. That's <sighs> too random to be false. True. <laughs> you get the point.
9: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> true. Which I didn't even know, because 86, that's such a long time ago. I had no idea, but there's no way you could have made up that false statement. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, damn. he
5: was painting
0: shit, you
5: know? That was his job. He was the artist. Is
9: the that true? Or are you making that up?
5: No, it's true.
1: Dave. Hey, he's got a laptop on his... He's are you cheating, up. Dave? You no. ain't Jeremy in it up are you? No,
5: nope. it says Friday the 13th, Green Queens. I'm just looking at the... Oh, TV okay, course. okay. <laughs> no. All
1: no, right. Are here.
5: Uh, it's Friday the 13th. I may as well finish it out.
0: Uh, Okay, there's actually three more questions in Friday the 13th. Well, I thought
9: there was only three in each. Oh, okay. Five in each. No, five in each. And ten in the
0: ninth. Yep. So, Dave, which... Friday the 13th film featured no nudity. Wow. No
5: nudity whatsoever. Oh, please only, please. There's only one answer to this?
0: Yes, okay. I believe so.
5: Okay, hold on. Hold on. It's like
0: I've what? masturbated oh, to oh, one. I've oh,
5: so to no, no, no. It's Jason Lives, part six.
0: Yep, you're correct. Cool. That is correct. Now, Now, just... For the audience out there, I take no responsibility in proving that any of these are actually true.
1: <laughs> do not fact check.
0: <laughs> um, some of them are from my own brain that I knew over the years, and some I looked up. So, you know, this is all fun. Don't 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 rake me over the coals too hard. Uh, Joanna, pick a category.
8: Gosh, I'll do my own category. Disturbing.
0: Okay. Which film did Charlie Sheen watch? Mistake for a genuine snuff film, contact the FBI, and report it.
2: Um. Oh, my gosh. Seven? Nope. Oh. What's <laughs> <Flip> that coin, baby!
5: <laughs> I know this
9: uh, one I should know it. Oh, my God. God All right, Brandon, God. you're your tails. It is Tails.
5: Go for it, homie.
9: I should know this. I know it's a video nasty. I just <laughs> can't think <laughs> which one. Got a 1 in 74 <laughs> shot. Uh, Come on. Pick it. Was it Last House on the Left? It was not. Damn, oh, I know who it is.
5: Dang it. It's a Serbian film. Nope. No, it's
8: Maniac.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs>
8: <laughs> it's, definitely a
9: video, it's definitely a video nasty. It, it,
0: it is uh, the guinea pig film, Fa- Flower of Flesh and Blood. It was actually okay. given to him back in the day by a guy named Chris Gore, who used to do uh, a segment called DVD Tuesday on Attack of the Show. Okay, so it wasn't a video nasty?
5: <laughs> no. No. I was Brandon. convinced it was fucking uh, Serbian film. Isn't that weird? Wow. I don't know why it would be, but I just remember hearing that. That's crazy.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I honestly, for some reason, that sounds like that might be true too. I, I it might be possible. that He's done this multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> he
5: didn't learn from the first one. He just kept calling. <laughs> just
0: a just an update, guys. That's Penguins awesome. just scored uh, a goal. So, just saying. Nice. What's um,
9: is that? What sport is that? It's hockey. <laughs> Wait, hockey. when did they declare hockey a sport? Uh
0: Okay. Okay. Brandon, pick a category. Um. Can you just tell us the score real quick? Uh, Dave has five points, Brandon has two, and JoJo has none. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> um,
9: screen queens.
8: Hey, Brandon. Wait, you're-,
0: uh,
9: you're... Okay,
0: Daniel okay. celebrated what birthday... We good? I hear you. Okay, Daniel Harris celebrated what birthday... On the set of Halloween Four. Okay, I know this.
9: <laughs> no, I know this for real. Uh, her ninth birthday. Wrong. Joanna's heads,
0: and it's his tails. <laughs> Dave.
5: Damn it! Uh, it wasn't ninth. I'm gonna say. Her, which Halloween Four you said? Yes. Four? I- I'll guess eight. Eight years old.
0: Nope. Jana, you want to take a stab?
8: I have no clue. Tenth.
0: Wrong. It was her eleventh birthday.
8: Oh
5: my god!
0: <laughs> what the
5: fuck? <laughs> Boy, she's small. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, who whose turn is it now? Um, I think it's Dave's now. Dave. Dave, pick a category. Um,
5: I guess I'll do something different. We're gonna get them all anyway, right? Um. Okay, true or false?
0: What the hell? He He says, uh, let's pick something different. All right, let's pick one of the three that's already been picked. (laughs) Different for me.
5: Different for me because I went to Friday the 13th.
1: That's all. All right, uh, true or or false? Uh, Eli Roth worked on Are You Afraid of the Dark in 1990. Eli
0: Roth, 1990? Are You Afraid of the Dark? (sighs)
5: I am. He can't
9: be that old, can he? Could we steal on this question if he gets it wrong?
8: No.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: True or false, Dave?
5: (laughs) Ah, shit. I'll say true. Even though I think it's false, I'll say true.
9: It is false. I would have said false. false. He was like eight (laughs) years old or ten years old.
5: (laughs) I have no idea how old he is.
9: I don't think he's that old.
5: I just figured that was too random to make up, like like the last one.
9: No, the Rob Zombie was way too random to make up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh
0: Joanna? Or is it Brandon? Yeah. yeah. No, I wanna do, do Leprechaun. Okay, Leprechaun. Yep. Let's see. Leprechaun franchise. Which film did Clint Howard appear in of the Leprechaun uh, films?
8: Leprechaun uh
0: three. Nope. 2.
2: I mean, because <laughs> he's in the biggest one.
0: I know. Uh, heads are uh, David's heads. <laughs> it is Tails. Uh, lepre- <laughs> Leprechaun too. Yeah. Yeah,
9: because
8: right. <laughs> yeah, he's, cause so he's in the Vegas. That was my bad.
2: Yeah, I gave you the answer.
8: Thank
9: Tarn you. It.
2: No problem. <laughs> I just watched them. Sorry.
9: <laughs> Brandon. Back
0: to you. Uh, What was the last
9: category after working titles?
0: Uh, Alternate titles.
9: Uh, Let's go alternate titles.
0: What is the alternate title for Braindead? Braindead. Mm-hmm.
5: Wow, I can't believe you don't know this.
0: Yeah, come on, dude. (laughs) This is like basic knowledge.
5: (laughs) Oh, man, the coin flip is going to be a big one. But
0: brain dead? <laughs> Five seconds, Brandon. <laughs> dead alive? Yes. Wow. How'd you pull that one out of your ass? I,
3: I don't. I.
9: I realized I was thinking when you said brain dead. I immediately was thinking of brain scan for some reason, and then I'm like, what am I doing?
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> All right, David. That, that was that you. was stupid.
0: <laughs> Okay. okay. This time
5: I'll I'll be interesting, and I will choose one that's new. So what haven't we had yet?
0: We haven't had Carrie. Okay,
5: okay Carrie. There you go.
0: That yeah, that's actually the only one we haven't had.
5: All right, I'll do yeah. Carrie. I'll I'll pop Carrie's cherry. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. How many Carrie films are there, Dave?
5: Ooh. There's Carrie. There's the, there's the Raged Carrie two, and there's the two remakes. So there's four. Correct. Alright.
3: That was too
0: easy. <laughs> was it? Was it though? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So.
9: It is. Sorry, <laughs> Come on, let's get a point here. Let's get a
0: I'm report. I'm really here. I'm really bad at remembering whose turn it is. <laughs> Come on, I Joanna. I want to get a point turn. here. Go true or false. This way you have a 50 50 shot. <laughs> okay, I'll do true right.
8: or false.
0: <laughs> okay. Joe Dante worked on Erie, Indiana, in the early nineties. The TV show Erie, in- the kids' TV show Erie, Indiana. True. Correct.
8: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Whose turn is it now? Brandon's. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, it
9: is. Let's go disturbing cinema.
0: All right. Yeah. Disturbing cinema. Yay. This film was based on the real-life torture of Sylvia and Jenny Likens.
2: I know this one.
0: (laughs) Of.
9: Can you repeat it one more time?
0: This film was based on the real-life torture of Sylvia and Jenny Likens. 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 Two girls tortured.
5: Two girls, one cup.
1: (laughs) Two girls, (laughs) five.
9: Four. Three. Two
0: Martyrs. Wrong.
1: All right. <laughs> oh, and,
0: uh Joanna gets tails. It is heads. Dave. God damn. Wow. Two girls
5: tortured? What was... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie with two girls being tortured in it. And I can't. Um Oh wait a minute. Oh wait a minute. There was the younger sister. Yeah, the girl next door.
8: Uh
0: uh, yep. You're uh, right.
5: It just popped into my head that there was a <laughs> sister too. She didn't get nearly as much, but um, no,
0: she didn't get nearly didn't as much. She didn't get tortured at all. I didn't even what? think of that movie. I'm like, okay, that was just one girl. <laughs> well, there is multiple kinds of torture, right? There's there's mental torture,
9: like this game,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
9: like like Ronald's attitude. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Bad Ronald.
9: <laughs> I'm going to get crucified for saying martyrs. I knew that's not <laughs> a true story.
0: Okay, Mar- that was just the word from our sponsors. We're back now, and uh, hopefully you guys keep uh, watching. We had, I think, four viewers when we went down. Four? Like, damn. Four? Bro.
9: Seriously? Is that it? many of you that need to get a life?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when we last left off, whose turn was it? I think it's
9: Joanna's now.
5: I, I think I stole yours. That's what it's my yeah. I stole Brandon. Yeah, it's disturbing. Same, one.
9: Same, it's same, oh, you stole mine. You hey, got it right. Does it it, it still goes?
5: Well, yeah, but yeah, but you, you picked disturbing, so I I pick now, right? It goes in order. We each pick. Ah, one,
9: two, we'll go two.
0: that way. Who really cares?
5: Yeah, that, that's how it's been. Ronald. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll go back to Friday the
0: Thirteenth. Okay. Friday the Thirteenth, question number four: Which Friday the Thirteenth features heroin use? Heroin use. Oh,
5: oh, um Part eight, Jason takes Manhattan.
0: Correct. It was it was sort of like not wanted heroin use, kind of. (laughs) I thought it was
9: part two when Muffin shot up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking muffin. Okay, uh, Joanna, your turn.
2: Um let's do Italian horror.
0: Okay, Italian horror. What is the translation for giallo?
2: Giallo? Doesn't it mean, like, yellow? Correct. Yeah, good call.
0: That is correct. I'm not really sure if that has much to do with horror, but... (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Brandon, back to you.
5: Uh Uh-oh. Now Brandon fucking... No, no, I'm here.
9: I'm here. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're keeping us in suspense? I was yelling at the computer. I thought it was you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized it was me. Is it my turn?
0: Yes, pick a category.
9: Okay, uh, can you go over the categories again? We (laughs) have
0: Scream queen, True or False, Carrie, Leprechaun, Italian Horror, Friday the 13th, Disturbing Cinema, Working Titles, and Alternate Titles. Carrie. All right, Carrie. Name three actresses to play Carrie.
9: Um, Sissy Spacek, Angela Bettis, and Chloe Moretz.
0: Correct. Wow. got that right. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I forgot who I played her in The Rage.
9: In <laughs> I forgot who played her in The Rage.
0: was there a girl named Carrie in The Rage? Because I didn't write it down if you would no, that. No, it was her heard. daughter. Ah, see, Brandon? Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought it was... Oh, okay. Hey, right, Dave, pick the category.
5: Um, okay, I'll stick with Carrie. What the hell? Okay. What year did all four Carrie movies come out? (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) All four Carrie movies. Yes. Okay, let's see here. (sighs) I'll probably get wrong on the first one. Uh, 76. Am I right so far? (laughs) Correct. Okay, 76. The Rage Carrie 2. That's going to be the tough one. Um... I don't know. I know the other two, I think. But, um... Rage, Care. I don't know. Ni- 1992. Wrong. Okay. Deal! We're in, in your heads. It
8: this is tails. You You <laughs>
5: three?
8: I have no clue. I don't know. Guess. Guess. Uh, 19... 1976...
2: Um... 1999... Correct. Two
9: more. Keep going. Wow, nice. I knew 99.
8: 2002?
0: Correct. Last one. What year did the Final Carry remake come out?
8: 2012? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
9: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm so 76, 99... 2002,
7: 2 and
5: 2013. Correct, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> <One year> <laughs> 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 Joanna, that
9: was good. I actually knew the rage was
0: 99.
9: Wow. I don't I know why known. I knew that. I think I saw that in the movies.
0: Whose question was that? Dave's. That was so, mine. Uh, back to you. Joanna.
2: Um alternate was it like the one like an alternate title or something? Yes. I have
0: Okay. Do that. Uh, there's working titles and alternate titles. Which one do you I'll want? I'll do alternate titles. Okay. Nightmare Vacation is the title for what film in the UK?
8: Nightmare Vacation? Huh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't Do know. Any idea? Are you still there?
8: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, you got about five seconds. No. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's wrong. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave, your heads. Uh his tails, Brandon.
9: Uh, nightmare Vacation. Uh,
8: God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
9: don't know. Night train murders. I
0: don't know. Wrong, Dave. You want to take a shot? I'm gonna guess the hills have eyes. No, it was a uh, sleepaway camp. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Brandon, pick the category.
9: Um, Working titles.
0: Alright. Batteries Not Included was a working title for what horror film?
9: Batteries Not Included.
8: <laughs> no.
9: Alright, Batteries Not Included is the working title for Child's Play?
5: Correct. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I knew that one.
9: I actually didn't know it, but it makes but I it just makes sense. Yeah. Kind of,
0: that's one you kind of figure out. Yeah. All right, Dave. Category. Um, pick a category.
8: Friday yeah. the thirteenth.
5: Okay, if there's any Fridays left, yeah. <laughs> <ass>. <laughs> there is... if
8: there's any left. left.
0: <laughs> there is one Friday the thirteenth left. Okay. Which actor? Now you can use the the character's name or the actor because it's a harder question. Which actor slash character went on to be a lawyer and represent George Lutz in a lawsuit against the makers of the Amityville remake? Muffin. Wow. An actor (laughs) went on to become a lawyer. Yes. (laughs) And And represented George Lutz, the famous Lutz family.
5: Wow. I'm going to say Larry Zerner, Shelley from part three. You are correct. My
9: man oh, knows this
0: matter at 13. That
9: dude deserves two points for that.
0: <laughs> right.
5: He just
9: made up some Jewish name and said it. <laughs> <laughs> became a lawyer. That's Nuck and Lutz.
1: And you probably knew that one, right?
9: What's that?
8: You
1: probably
9: knew that one, right? We don't all know each other, and we don't all look
0: alike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Joanna, pick a category.
2: I'll... Disturbing cinema.
0: Okay. What film was banned in over 46 countries?
2: Cannibal Holocaust.
0: Uh, wrong.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think I know I this one. <laughs> I
5: think I know it.
2: It's either that or Salo. <laughs> uh,
0: heads or tails, Brandon. <laughs> heads. It <laughs> entails, it is. <laughs> Alright,
5: my guess is Faces of Death. Wrong. Brandon. Shit.
9: Um, Serbian film.
5: Correct. Thank you. Oh man! Yeah, thank you, Dave. <laughs> Damn. I was, you know why I guess Faces of Death? I remember seeing the VHS box back in the day... And I thought it said that on the box,
0: banned in countries. <laughs> it probably did. They probably, <laughs> yeah, the most, probably all these films we just named have been yeah, banned in that, forty-six <laughs> countries. As Joanna said, uh, *Cannibal Holocaust*, I instantly was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I, I didn't, fa- I didn't check to see how many countries all these films that claim to be banned were actually banned in. So
9: that was actually going to be my first. If that was my question, I would have said *Cannibal Holocaust* instantly.
0: <laughs> That's kind of a cheap question, but I, I didn't really think about it until I said it out loud. Um, anyway. It is uh, Brandon's turn to pick the category.
9: Okay, let's go with Italian
0: Horror. Italian Horror. Zombie is the unofficial sequel to what film? Zombie. Holy shit, really? Wait. Also known as Zombie (laughs) 2. That's a hell of
5: a hint right there. Good God.
9: Uh shit. Zombie Flesh Eaters. It is an no. ultimate title for zombie
2: Heads.
0: Heads is Dave and it is tells <laughs> Joanna.
2: Night of the Living Dead.
5: No. No. They Dawn. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the
0: Dead is correct. Damn it.
5: Wow! I, I can't <laughs> believe that you guys didn't know Zombie Two. That hit was a huge hint.
0: Yeah, wow. Dave, it is your turn to pick the category.
5: Uh, how about working titles?
0: Okay. The the working title, the Babysitter Murders, is for which film?
7: Ooh.
5: Can this be a trick question? It's Halloween.
0: It is Halloween.
5: Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> Joanna, pick a
0: category.
2: Hmm. Uh Leprechaun movies.
0: Okay. What film takes place in Las Vegas? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shit.
1: Um Leprechaun 3. Correct. Yes.
0: Hey, <laughs> right, uh back to you, Brandon. Carrie. Right, which Carrie movie is the longest?
9: Uh, two thousand two Carrie.
0: Correct.
5: I hope so. Shit, <laughs> it's a fucking miniseries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, let's. See. It's actually not a miniseries. It is just a TV movie.
5: Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go with um uh, Screen
0: Queens. We have Screen Queens, don't we? Potent yeah. Potables. What Scream Queen played four different characters in one film in a in a nineteen seventies made for television film?
5: Karen Black.
0: Correct. Yeah. Trilogy right. of Time. Tal- right. I didn't think that one would be as easy as it was. Huh. So uh right. Joanna. Your turn to pick Italian, category. Horror. Italian horror. horror what Italian film is considered the first major production to use a Steadicam
8: uh Suspiria correct yes
7: (laughs) wow nice
8: (laughs) good answer
5: (laughs) I did not know that
9: that's what I would have said good answer
5: it's the first
0: it's the first major Italian film to use a Steadicam nice alright Brandon Scream Queens Scream Queens (laughs) Name a horror film in which is in which Scream Queen Sherry Moon Zombie acted in but her regular collaborator and husband, Rob Zombie, was not involved in. Oh nice. This is a good one. I know this one. Uh and when I say not involved in, I mean in any way, shape, or form.
9: Lords of Salem No, that's not my answer. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I have no idea. Milo and Otis.
0: Wrong. Dave, you get heads. <laughs> it is Tails. Joanna.
2: I don't know of any movies that she was in that he was involved in. I'm going to have to pass. I don't know.
5: Okay, Dave, you have it?
2: Yeah, the Toolbox
0: Murders remake. Correct. That's actually the only film, I believe only one. I
9: don't I waste so. my time watching shitty movies like that.
0: <laughs> Dave, hey, let me ask. How did you know that? Because I didn't even know that. That's
9: something oh, really?
7: I came across.
2: She's a yeah. fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I heard it on a podcast. Little a lot of movies.
9: <laughs> I said Milo noticed the kids movie. With the talking cat and dog.
0: Alright. So, it is Dave's it's Dave's turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, um, there's one more for Scream Queens, one more for Carrie, and one more for Italian Horror.
5: That's what's left. Okay. Oh, no, okay. Ta- River
0: sure, Falls is still left, and Leprechaun's still left. Working titles, disturbing mm-hmm. cinema, and alternate titles as well. Okay. You know what? I'll I'll I'll, I'll finish
5: up uh, Scream Queens.
0: Okay, Scream Queens. <laughs> Which Scream Queen voiced Debbie Thornberry on the Nickelodeon? TV show from 1998 to 2004.
5: It's either... No, it's Daniel Harris. It's Daniel Harris.
0: Correct. It is Daniel Harris. The the score is 9 for Brandon, 11, or 12 for Dave, and 4 for Joanna.
9: Uh... (laughs)
0: All right, hey, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Joanna, <laughs> we'll pick the category.
2: Uh, working titles.
0: Okay, Wimpy is the working title for which film? What was it? Wimpy. Wimpy? Yes, Wimpy.
5: The Popeye movie? <laughs> no, it's a horror <laughs> film. I know, I know.
2: <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs>
5: I have
9: no idea, but I think I have a good guess.
2: Uh, maniac? No,
0: but that's a pretty good guess, honestly. Head, uh, Brandon, you got heads. Uh, it is tails, Dave. <laughs> Shit, wimpy, huh? Um,
5: it's gotta be a famous movie. It is. You know, it's gotta be something about a killer, though. Ah. Uh, <sighs>
9: I don't know. Uh, let me think here. Okay. He's looking at his DVDs behind him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. You lose. Uh, Brandon, do you want to take a stab? Yeah,
9: I'm going to take a guess. This might be totally wrong, but it, it makes sense. Toxic Avenger?
0: Uh, no, it is actually uh, the Psycho. Psycho. Psycho?
8: What? Yeah.
0: Wow. I thought of Melvin instantly. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, uh, wow. whose turn is to pick the category? Brandon? Joanna? Joanna, I think? Yeah, it is. No, 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 Brandon. Yeah. No, who just picked? Joanna Me.
9: just picked. Oh, okay, so it's my turn? Alright, um. Um, disturbing cinema.
0: Okay. The concept of this film arose from a joke when the director made fun of an idea with his friends about punishing a child molester.
9: Uh, Daddy's
0: Little Girls? Uh, no. Dave, heads or tails? You picked heads. It is heads, it is. Could you repeat the question? Uh, damn it, I just deleted the question. It it said something along the lines of the director of this film came up with the idea when he was thinking of ways to punish child molesters in a bar joking with a friend or something.
5: Um, uh, the human
0: centipede. Correct. Maybe what? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. Uh, back to Day, Pick the category.
5: Um, I'll go with Carrie. Has Carrie left or no?
0: Yep. Last okay. question to Carrie. I'll what year was the here. original novel published? Holy sh- by the s- King.
5: You know what? I think it was really. I'm gonna say uh, 75.
0: Wrong. Brandon, you got heads. It is Tails. Joanna. <laughs> 1973. Wrong. Brandon, you got a job to steal this. 1974. Correct. Yeah! <laughs> Went right in
5: between you
9: guys. Yep. It had to be.
5: I knew it was close. I remember hearing that story that right after it got, it was like really quick. That's why yeah, I missed Yeah,
0: Nineteen
9: seventy
0: four. Joanna, pick the category.
8: Is there any Italian horror left?
0: There's one Italian horror film left. Who directed uh, Who directed House by the Edge of the Park? uh, Lucio Fulci. Wrong. What? Brandon, you got heads. It is tails. Dave. Uh
5: Lomberto Bava. Wrong, Brandon.
0: Ruggerio Diodato. Correct. Brandon is making a comeback.
1: Oh,
9: I was going to say, Joanna, you were thinking. Was,
8: I, was
1: I was thinking the wrong movie. <laughs> this is kind of getting exciting. It's only a two point game now.
9: Damn. Uh, I still give Dave a win based on Muffin.
0: Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side is it? Brandon, pick the category. Um, We have True or False, Leprechaun, Disturbing Cinema, Working Titles, and Alternate Titles. There's alternate one. Titles. Alternate Titles? Yeah. What is the alternate title for Starlight Slaughter? These, these, are, these are titles that are not common that we know. Starlight Slaughter? They're for, like, what? foreign
8: territories. Yeah.
0: Prom Night. Prom. What? Dave, heads or tails? You pick tails. It is heads. Joanna.
8: Starlight Slaughter?
0: Starlight Slaughter. Starlight That was a good guess, Prom Night. It was a
9: good guess. Thank, Thank you.
5: you.
8: I, I have no clue. The actual, movie.
3: the what? Um, hey, uh, give up? I don't know. I don't know.
8: Pass. <laughs>
5: oh boy. Um. Sterling slot.
0: I don't know. Friday the Thirteenth. Wrong. It is eaten alive. Eaten alive. Tokyo was eaten alive. Eaten alive. Wow. Dave, pick a category. Um.
5: What do we have? Working titles. Uh, There's one more
0: for Working Titles. There's one more for Disturbing Cinema. Uh, two more for True or False, and two more for Leprechaun. Okay, I will take Disturbing Cinema. All right. Disturbing Cinema. In the movie, Keith, what is the name of the hidden curse mythological thing? Vagina Dentata. Correct. All right. <laughs> I tell, like, I kind of was getting antsy when I was putting this list together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, that is uh, Joanna. True <laughs> or
8: false.
0: True or false. Who is the actor who played... True. True.
8: <laughs>
1: Mr. True right. What's uh, the answer? the wrong Holmes. question, Alright,
0: John Landis directed the Disney Channel original movie The Luck of the Irish, true or false? What? False Correct
9: <laughs> Who directed it? I don't know I don't know <laughs> I just picked a random movie that he didn't direct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> all right, uh, back to Brandon. Brandon. All right, what do we have left? In sorry. The money right now.
9: Come on. Wait, sorry, you're breaking up. One more time.
0: All right, I said, I said, you're in the money right now. Give it your all.
9: All right, what do we have left?
0: We have true or false. There's one more left in that. Working titles. One more left in that. Leprechaun. There's two more left, and then alternate titles. There's like ten left.
9: Okay, let's go. Um. Let's go with uh, working titles. You said there's one left? Scary Movie is what working
0: is working title for what film? Scream. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dave, category.
5: Okay, uh... Working titles. Is that it or no? Nope, that one's gone. Okay, what's left now? Alternate?
0: We get, uh, Alternate titles.
5: Okay, I'll go alternate. Yeah. Yeah,
0: alternate titles. Alternate title for what film? <laughs> what? <laughs> Switchblade Switch Romance is the alternate title for what film?
5: Oh, sorry, you were breaking up. Okay, Switchblade Romance is the alternate title for. Uh New York Ripper. Ew!
0: Wrong. <laughs> Please pick uh, me. Brandon, heads or
9: tails. Whatever comes up. You're breaking <laughs> up. Wait, there's lag, don't say anything yet, I can't hear you guys.
0: I can hear you. <laughs> hey, can you hear me? I can hear everybody.
9: okay, okay. so who won the coin flip?
0: Okay, I, I said pick, heads, or tails, and then I just said the answer. <laughs> so you said the answer closed. to what? I said the answer to the coin flip. <laughs> I didn't hear. I know. I said pick, heads, or tails. You didn't say anything, and then I said the answer to the coin flip.
9: Oh, uh, heads.
0: <laughs> okay, it is uh, tails. <laughs> uh, Joanne. It is high tension. It is high tension. Damn it! Yes.
5: <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man, Joanna. What?
0: Honey
9: dicking yeah. me.
8: <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay, Joanna, pick the category.
8: Oh. Um,
9: Good job, Joanna. It,
2: it's alter, alternate titles is left, right? Correct. Okay, let's Actually, do no, that again.
0: The, the, the last of the alternate titles we're saving for kind of like they're all in the same line. So oh, okay. We'll save those too. True or false, or Leprechaun? Leprechaun. Okay, who is the actor who plays the Leprechaun in the first six
2: films? Oh my gosh, what's his name?
9: Please don't let Dave steal the subjohns. <laughs>
0: no, I actually do know it, you're right. Because I, I know it too, so it's whoever wants to yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get <laughs> D- Brandon is only two points behind Dave, by the way. And I've Yay. lost every coin flip. <laughs> You you know you're going to get
7: true a... or false
5: anyway, buddy. You got a you got a <laughs> gift coming your way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I you, don't his... know
2: you know this. No, I, don't know his name. I don't know his name. Sorry. A bad coin.
1: Brandon has heads
0: and it is tails. All right. Warwick <laughs> Davis. Correct. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, Brandon you're going to
8: get true or false right now.
0: I got a 50
5: 50 shot at this next question, buddy.
9: I knew high <laughs> attention. I knew Warwick Davis. We didn't say that. Can't hear you.
5: No, nope, he, he froze.
9: Ah. Uh, he froze. Ah, uh, Dave, the coin flip is killing me tonight.
0: <laughs> I know, I know.
9: Can you guys hear me now? Now I hear you.
0: Yep. Okay. What? Category D one, true or false or leprechaun.
9: Uh, true or false.
0: Okay, Robert. What? Starred in the Paper Brigade.
9: Wait, you gotta repeat that. I didn't hear it.
0: Uh, big time.
9: Can you hear me? I can hear you now.
0: Okay, Robert Englund starred in the '90s kids movie called The Paper Brigade.
9: The Paper <laughs> Brigade. Um, true. Correct.
0: There you go. Whew. Back within two, Brandon. Back within two. <laughs> Alright, the last category, Dave, for you is Leprechaun. Ready? Oh, oh, oh joy. Okay, let's go. Name <laughs> one of the rappers from the trio of rappers in Leprechaun in the Hood Postmaster P! <laughs> Rag.
5: <Track>. JP's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only reason I know that answer it's all because of you buddy <laughs>
0: okay so <laughs> you also said Leprechaun one. Origins one suck <laughs> <Four. laughs> <laughs> alright there are seven more questions alright right, are all related and we're just going to start with Joanna because it's the last category what okay. it, it is in it's an alternate title category okay what, what is that Brandon I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. (laughs) What is the alternate title for La Casa? House. Wrong. Brandon. What? Flipping a coin. Pick it. Pick it. Pick it. Side,
9: Brandon. Uh, tails. So it'll be heads. Correct. Correct. Yeah. La Casa. That's Spanish, right? Yes. Um, I have no idea. Um, how,
5: (laughs) last house on the left. Wrong. (laughs) Dave. I I don't understand this, it's not, okay, hold on. Uh, the horror show.
0: Wrong. (laughs) It is the evil dead.
8: Okay. Okay. okay, so, br- right. okay, so
0: uh, Brandon. Potent Potables. What is the alternate <laughs> title for La 2? Are you fucking serious? Yes.
9: <laughs> Evil Dead 2. Correct.
5: What a fucking <laughs> softball. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? I almost
9: said this can't be right. I'm going to have to go Army of Darkness. But I'm like, don't be stupid.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Dave, what is the ultimate title for La Casa 3?
5: Army of Darkness.
0: Wrong. Joanna, pick a side, heads or tails? Uh, heads. It is tails. Brandon. La Casa 3. The Evil Dead remake? Wrong. Joanna.
8: <laughs> La Casa Three? Yeah. Um,
0: this is a this is a Spanish film series, by the way.
2: Last house on the left?
0: Wrong. It was Ghost House. <laughs> oh, okay. Alright. Joanna. What is the alternate title for La Casa 4?
1: <laughs> you gotta be kidding me.
8: What the hell? Oh man.
3: <laughs>
5: I can't believe you
3: <laughs> the La Casa series. <laughs> Last is on the left. It's the La
8: Costa
5: franchise, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the Mexican.
0: <laughs> you give up, Joanna?
8: I said, "Last house on the left."
0: Nope. Brandon heads or tails? Heads. It is tails, Dave.
5: Uh, house four.
0: Wrong. <laughs>
9: um, <laughs> house by the edge of the park. Wrong.
0: <laughs> it is witchery. Ah, witchery! witchery. Terrible movie. Okay. Brandon. What is the alternate title to La Casa 5?
5: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> you guys need to brush up on your franchise history.
5: Yeah. <laughs> is anybody going to know any of these questions, any of these answers? Brandon, you need
9: Nancy uh, now. La Casa 5. Um, the game
0: is on the line. La Casa
9: 5. Um, The last house on the left.
0: Wrong. <laughs> it is <laughs> oh shit. Uh Dave, Joanna, head to tails. Dave, head to tails. Yeah. Huh? Heads? That is Tails. Joanna.
8: <laughs> Army of Darkness?
0: <laughs> Wrong. Dave.
5: La Casa five. Okay. Um
0: <sighs> the Just a recap. Casa one is the Evil Dead. Lakasa two is the Evil Dead two. Lakasa three is Ghost House, and Lakasa four is Witchery.
9: That's kind of going in. It's going <laughs> up in years, okay.
5: <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's true. It is going up.
0: House of a Thousand Corpses. Wrong. It is Beyond Darkness. <laughs> All right. Whose turn was that? I don't know. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm just gonna give you guys these last two. I need the alternate titles for Lacasa Six and Lacasa Seven. Anybody, feel free to take a stab at it right now. Clownhouse. House. Wrong. <laughs> Both of these films have a actual. They're 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 in a franchise together.
9: House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects.
0: Wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Wreck 1
5: and 2? Wrong. House 2 and 3? Correct. Yeah! <laughs>
8: yes!
1: So, so uh, Dave wins the game. Brandon, you're only two, point, two points behind him had you just came up with that correct answer that Dave came up with. Wow. Another i a failure, Brandon. <laughs> I've never heard
8: of that La Casa
1: franchise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. There's actually one with demons also, in the, in the same sort of way. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so uh, that is Trivia Night. Dave, the yeah, winner, well, is yeah. the interim champion.
9: Congrats, you
0: now You will have to come back and defend against, or actually unify against Jeremy, the champion. Uh, we'll make sure he doesn't cheat. All right. <laughs> I think he would have came in third place, and Kyle was terrible, so if Jeremy didn't cheat, that's just saying that he was super terrible.
5: <laughs> that was a good game, though. I'll tell you that. I came down with a lawyer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the tech issues. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but. It pretty much ruins my life at this point. But uh, thank you guys for coming on. Um, let's end it. Anybody, anybody got some final words? Brandon, you're always full of them. Uh, don't eat yellow snow. Exactly. See, he's
9: not funny when he's on the spot. It's not lemon.
5: Not <laughs> well,
8: chocolate, Dave.
5: Yes. Yes, monkey show coming up soon. Exploding yeah. heads. <laughs> Monkey show, it's not what you think, people.
8: Do not offense <laughs> to that.
1: Alright,
0: and so that is it for this episode of Mini Shots. I hope everybody enjoyed. Packed with reviews, the horror trivia thing is there as well. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. I just want to reiterate what I said earlier, the little, uh, little diss track thing that I did. I did not mean to offend anybody. Uh, I feel like with most rap, uh, you're exaggerating it's just a bunch of exaggerations and uh, untruths and you just fucking shine light on it so uh, that's kind of what I did there just had a little bit of fun I love you all hope to see you very soon and uh, peace
10: out the door and burst into the store as Wendy made a purchase. Everybody hit the floor. said, empty out the register. Anybody moves or tries to be a hero and my trigger moves too. When summertime in the city gets hot, turn the temperature up. guarantee Carlos, sweating, shaking. Tightest tight as pistol waiting for Mr. Richardson to give to him the cash to his face gun barrel to the safe in the back take me your mask straight to face under that Marlowe's facing the facts keep chasing it fast he needs to leave he needs more his bills piled up Wendy's holding tears back Marlowe's thinking now what popsicles melting five people on the floor he screams give me all your jewelry your money now or I'm gonna start shooting no sudden movements. collected all the valuables they had and he knew that. Time was ticking, soon police would be arriving Luckily for here, all they'd seen have been his eyes Summertime in the city gets hot Turn the temperature up, guarantee that you've got A recipe for extremes to recover. Four friends in a Jeep on their way to the beach. Hold off of the street and seek a sunscreen. Liquor and some beer. From the look of it, appear that Mr. Richardson's is the closest thing near. All four hopped out of the Wrangler. Same door, same store, more strangers Marlo startled, squeezed off a couple shots One into the Powerade cooler The other caught a beach bum in the shoulder But twisted up plot Wendy scared ran towards the door, distraught Marlo knew he was screwed if he didn't move quick Mr. Richardson then brandished his weapon and pulled it Two targets with his first four rounds Wendy and Marlo laid slumped on the ground Summertime in the city, gets hot Turn the temperature up, guaranteed just